Hi, and uh, welcome to Firsties with Reba and Ross. I'm Ross. Hi. That's Reba. And uh, this week we're covering episodes five and six of the first season of Parks and Recreation. Yes. Uh, Samson is joining us from afar. You can maybe hear him whining. <laughs> he will He's... be here to make things He awkward. doesn't like the rain. He doesn't like the rain. He's very upset. Um, because he has to go to the bathroom, but he won't when he's outside. Mm -hmm. So with that insight into our dog's <laughs> bladder habits, let's uh, go on to Parks and Recreation. This These are the last two episodes of season one. Yes. So uh, next week we're going to take a week off, and then we're going to come back with a different show's first season. Uh, we'll get to that a little more towards the end. Yes. So episode five, what do you think of this one? I like this one. This one's my favorite one from the first season. I kind of agree with you on that. Uh, this, just to give an idea of which episode this is, this is the one where uh, they have to convince someone from the zoning board to approve the park. And uh, and it, also Anne is Leslie's trophy wife. Right. Uh, Leslie gets a uh, haircut that makes her look like <laughs> she might be a lesbian and uh, it, Anne is her date. And showing up in a tux does not help her cause at mm -hmm. all. Um, and I like the way that they handle that in this episode, kind of, where it's not just the, you know, typical gay panic jokes. It's right. more like everyone trying to be uncomfortably overly supportive about something that doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. I do like that. I do like the way that they handled. Yeah. The approach was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think this is a strong episode uh, in large part because the characters actually seem to like each other. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought that too. Um, Tom actually helping out Leslie, but not doing it in a, like, being Tom, but not being an ass. Yeah, and they've still got some of his prankster bits where he's going over a speech with Leslie and purposely giving all sorts of bad advice that she seems to be going for. Right. Uh, there are a lot of moments in this one where Leslie kind of comes off as, like, someone whose intentions and uh, even sometimes first instincts are strong, but she's just really easily convinced to do the wrong thing by other people. True. And where in her speech, she seems to be listening to Tom regardless of what the idea is. And uh, with her mother uh, and the whole scheme to blackmail the zoning board member, uh, she she doesn't even understand that at first. Right. She, she doesn't... It's not, I mean, that whole idea is not her way of doing politics. Right. Of, of running politics, but. It's so far outside her viewpoint that it doesn't even register at first. Right. And she does ultimately try to she, blackmail her. She does, but you can tell that she's immediately remorseful and is just upset at herself for not or for even thinking that that's something that she could do or would do mm -hmm. i mean yeah it it all it all goes back to kind of what we talked about earlier where leslie's character this season makes a little more sense if you're not assuming she's been in government as long as they say she's been in government right like this this makes sense as a mistake that character would make early in her career even even as the character we come to see, because at, at her right. core, she's still the person that she becomes. Right. But yeah, it's still... <laughs> Later on, she would never do anything like that. Right. Yeah, I I kept thinking in that episode, in this episode, that about the, the dirty ad 
that Ben wanted to run in season four against um, against Bobby Newport. Right. That she just didn't want to go negative, but I mean, <laughs> she didn't even get that one off the ground. Her positive ad off the ground. But, right. Yeah, I just thought it kind of it. Yeah, it show it showed more of the character that she was going to become. Right. At, at least in this case, her incompetent. Uh, moments are brought on by other people's advice rather than her just seeming like somebody who doesn't right. know what she's doing. Right. And uh, but yeah, uh, going back to everybody actually kind of liking each other, I I, I thought Mark played better into this episode uh, along with Anne than he has in the past, where yes. they're all just joking around and grabbing each other's noses, <laughs> uh, talking about the different board members and doing kind of a. Yeah. Uh, kind of pretending to be them as if they're having a conversation and requesting uh, the park. And that's a fun scene. I like Mark's little quote about how it's just fun to pretend to be zoning board members. <laughs> right. How I, silly that is. <laughs> right. I think I I noticed too, like I liked I liked Brandanowitz more in this episode than than in the first four. Right. And at least like I don't think everything about his arc works in the first season. But I at least get the feeling that I know intellectually where they're going with it. Where their their idea for his arc was they wanted to set him up as you know this player guy who just hooks up with random women, mm-hmm. and then as the season goes on, show that he's kind of sick of all that and he's tired right. of being with people who he doesn't really care about or doesn't think are interesting, uh, like the two right. girls that he and Tom talks to in the bar. Uh, right. Uh, but and then that goes a little further in the next episode and we'll get there then but at least this is the start of something with him yeah even if it's not wholly successful there's something there right and i liked i liked seeing that change Mm -hmm. uh let's see other characterization there's uh ron uh we we get his love of bacon wrapped shrimp yes which is pretty funny that's that became kind of an internet meme about uh my first favorite food wrapped around my third favorite food and that's very much that that's that's an early example of the ron swanson that will come to be (laughs) right and i loved that Mm -hmm. um and i loved i loved his nickname for marlene griggs nope Mm-hmm. I had to Google that. Um, it's the Iron Cock Shredder of Pawnee. Oh. <laughs> you, had, you Googled what, what what he was mouthing then? or what? Yeah. Okay, what, that's hilarious. What he called there. That's, uh, it's on the Parks and Rec uh, wiki page <laughs> under Marlene Griggs' note. Yeah. Um, that's great. Like, I liked... I liked that because, like, when we like we talked about in the last episode, where he didn't really have a good description of Tammy. Right, um, right. He you just know, said she was a bitch, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, like I liked seeing that there was actually a more creative, <laughs> <laughs> even if it's censored or bleeped in the show. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, and the next episode that. We'll get there, but, you know, there's another reference to Tammy. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it still feels weird to me the way that Ron, like, looks really well put together. Like, it, he's wearing a suit in this right. episode, which is, like, later. Or, like, I guess I, it, it's not that he's just wearing a suit, but he looks, like, really well tailored <laughs> and stuff. Right. 
And I didn't know if he was wearing this because that threw right. me off too. Because of the event, maybe right. he might have. That's kind of where I was, where I thought they were going with it. But I didn't, I didn't pay enough attention to what he was wearing at the event. Right. Before, uh, or to know if that was the same suit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that earlier talking head, he it, he just looked so. Yeah. Know, so different. So yeah. much like he cared about his job, I guess. Yeah. Even yeah. though that's not the character. Uh, yeah, so let's see, Tom, it, it really feels like Tom, even early on, and especially in this episode, is being set up as kind of like the gym role of the show early on, like the gym from The Office, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where he's sort of competent, doesn't really care about his job, is a little lazy, and like he's he's subtly mocking his superiors, or like he's, he's joking with Leslie and making fun of her, and she doesn't really realize it. Right. Like that was kind of maybe a dynamic that they wanted to bring over from the office earlier because it worked there and they figured it would work here. Right. But they give him, they do give him a moment or, you know, his speech where he's clearly killing it and people are enjoying it. And he, they're getting across that he's at at least competent at certain things. Like he's a good public speaker. He has that swagger that becomes so, such a big part of his character later. Right. Right. And yeah, we already kind of talked about Mark, his, his progression. Or there's a lot of that here. Uh, there's still a lot of the imp- improv stuff where you can tell that there are just multiple cuts where mm-hmm. they're letting the actor just talk. Yeah. Uh, like, do you have some I of loved, that? Uh, well, the beginning, like the cold open with the story of the pioneer. Right, right. Like, that was... Uh, I don't know how much of that would have been improvised, but yeah. But it didn't feel like... I don't know. It, they might have let her... Or let Amy Poehler kind of run with it a bit. Yeah. And that felt a little uncharacteristic, too. Or just uh, because so many of those uh, scenes where they talk about the history of Pawnee or about the, like, the Pawnee uh, settlers. Like, how, how cruel they were to the yeah. Indians. And this time it's the reverse. Right. Kind of. <laughs> but it's right. a funny little scene. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with the rest of the episode, but it's pretty right. funny. Uh, yeah, uh, there's the whole scene where... Uh, Aziz is, you know, writing the speech again, and you can tell, or Tom's writing the speech, and you can tell Aziz is just, like, coming up with funny (laughs) things to say about Leslie's mom. Like, I really liked the, she's not just five, but seven Asian friends, (laughs) or, you know, she's only said the N-word four times in her life. (laughs) No. She said more? (laughs) (laughs) And those those are both funny ad-libs, I thought, and... uh, Right. But the show's still doing that, where they're letting the people just kind of... Or letting the actors just kind of be funny and then, like, cutting in a bunch of those takes. Right. Uh, yeah, that's that's most of what I had for this episode. Uh, there's some pretty good specific joke writing. I liked uh, Leslie's mom's uh, descriptions of all the different award winners. Yes. <laughs> I really like... like Trip Hallway named <laughs> names in the 50s and stuff. Yeah. Just <laughs> along with, you know, yeah... People just being dirty politicians and being rewarded for it. And... Right. <laughs> um, well, did you have on that one? I think... I think that's a lot of it. Um, Anne and Leslie fighting kind of showed... To me, it showed... Um, like, the beginnings of their... Like, an actual relationship between... Yeah. The, the two of them. And, yeah. And... Um, just how um 
how Anne is perceived by everyone. Kind mm-hmm. of. True. And, and, and um, just that they actually care enough about each other to be mad about like their personal lives. Right. Not just, not just mad that one is or isn't doing something for the other. Yeah. Cause they, they make such a big deal as the show goes on about how they are just the best friends or like, yeah. And the early episodes, you get a little bit that they're bonding, but not that much. Right. And... It kind of, it's kind of like, it comes out, uh, some of the things that in the first few episodes just kind of come out of nowhere. And then, um, and this, with that fight, it was like, well, okay, maybe they are actually friends. And... Yeah. It's weird to say that, you know, a conflict between two characters is like a, sign of them becoming friends but here it kind of is just in what it exposes about them yeah that's so should we move on to episode six yeah all right so uh uh, i i felt like this was the most respectful an episode had been towards leslie uh since the pilot yes uh not just in the way it was framed but like she doesn't do anything here that in that's like just incompetent or stupid i thought she's in a bad situation because of her mom Uh, yeah this is the episode where uh while while andy's band is playing leslie is sent out on what she thinks is a business meeting and is actually a date with a much older man that her mother set up to gain favor kind of yeah uh um yeah so that that's a little different they they don't they let her be a pretty positive person. There are a lot of examples in this episode of her being a pretty good person. Yes. <laughs> uh, I liked an early quote she has where she tells her friend, I know, uh, I lo- uh, you know, I love mixing work with my personal life. Which is so true. It's... And it's so Leslie. It's like the perfect Leslie quote. And it, like, especially looking at what happens later in the show where uh, her and Anne become really good friends. And, and then she brings Anne into the the right uh, she works with Anne because of that largely i mean after this first season and maybe a little bit of the next season Anne's role in leslie's life has nothing to do with her job like the the park is a little bit of it but like most of what leslie does has nothing to do with fixing the pit right Uh, it's sort of settled it's developing slowly but it's Mm -hmm. not her focus so, yeah, later on, once Anne becomes just a friend, she's pulled back into that by working with Leslie. Yeah. And uh, also, you know, she marries Ben Wyatt, who uh, is a professional contact of hers. They still work together after that. And they're, right. their professional That's... lives and their personal lives are so entwined that it's hard to separate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another episode right, where she's a pawn in her mother's plans. Which really did seem well, to be like the crux of what the was first she, season. What was she really trying to? Uh, that I I agree. I mm-hmm. agree. Her mom had much more of a of like an influence in the first season than in any of the later seasons, really. Yeah. Um. But like, what was her plan in the in that episode? Other it's, than it's really fuzzy. Like, like it I'm, doesn't really explain why this guy is relevant to her mother. But I mean, honestly, I just thought it was it was her mom seeing her her only daughter, her only child, as old as she is, and not having any any yeah. prospects. Like, and she says that over the phone to Leslie, and that might be part of it. 
but I don't know. My take on it was just that her mother, like, that's her kind of character, is that she'd rather curry favor with people by setting up her daughter almost as, like, a <laughs> like an escort to uh, get I people. Don't, I don't know. Yeah. Because I still, like, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think that a mom would be more concerned with her daughter not having a, a husband at a certain age than... Yeah, and and I mean, I'll give you that Leslie's mom in early episodes has said that she kind of wishes Leslie was just a regular housewife and didn't really have major career aspirations, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I think it fulfills multiple purposes. I don't yeah. think it's just that her mom wants her daughter to be seriously dating a 62-year-old man. But let's think, and I think he was probably, he had to be closer to 80. I thought they said he was 60. He something. said he was 62, That's and I ju- right. that just doesn't make sense. Because <laughs> I thought he graduated and... in, uh, from college in 1962. Yeah. Which would have put it... Okay, yeah, he's Yeah, 60. I think he's 62. Yeah. But, but... <laughs> okay, so let's bring up this. Uh... <laughs> He is the city manager at Eagleton. Right. Like, no. <laughs> no. It's a huge no Like, no. Leslie, Leslie would never have just said, oh, hey, guys, this is my date, George. From, he's from the city Eagleton. manager from Eagleton. No, she wouldn't even be on that date. <laughs> no. But, uh, even like, more so on the Eagleton side. Like, like right. if an Eagletonian would... was dating someone from Pawnee, then... Oh, yeah. That would be a scandal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they like, look the most was... trash people. <laughs> yeah. But at this point in the show, they haven't really talked much about Eagleton or the relationship with Pawnee at all. That's true. But it... it yeah, that that is one of those things that would be completely different later in the show. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, another thing with Leslie I liked in this episode was uh, her scene where uh, her and Mark are at the bar before they get really drunk and leave, mm-hmm. and she congratulates him on lowering the speed bump by two inches, and it's a really earnest congratulations. I loved that. That was like that. That was a very Leslie thing to do. That we like the positive, um, like look at hey we're at least you're at least changing something you're doing something good for the community Mm -hmm. like that's awesome yeah it's it's definitely a part of her character that there's no problem too big or too small to tackle where like in this case she thinks that's a great success the fact that he actually made a difference and that speed bump's not gonna be a problem for people anymore but then later on you know when mark is when they're having their conversation next to the pit and mark is explaining how much of a nightmare it's going to be to actually turn into a park. Leslie just says, well, screw it. I'm going to do it anyway. And it was the yeah. same thing where, you know, might as well try. Make a difference at the highest level if exactly, you can. Yeah. Shoot for the stars or, you know, when there are small things, take care of those too. Yeah. So I, that was good. Um, I also like that she rejects Mark's advances. Me too. Which uh, Me too. Is, thought... is growth for her character. Yes, very much so. I thought that too. I thought a lot of the uh, earlier episodes were kind of, she was kind of, you know, focused more on how, on her history with Mark and and their romantic interest in each other and Mm -hmm. 
and now like to have her reject him was like it was a good a good step forward for strong women characters (laughs) yeah i think and it's good considering where mark is coming from in his arc at that point uh in this episode they're continuing the idea that he's kind of sick of just being the player and picking women up Mm-hmm. But they, they seem to indicate when he's talking with Anne and she's mad at Andy that even though it's kind of a slimy thing to go and sort of sort of kind of flirt with and try to pick up a woman yeah. in front of her boyfriend, uh, that he's doing it because he actually does like her as a person. Yeah. Like he actually is interested in her and thinks she like he respects her as opposed to a lot of the other women in the past. Right. And uh I feel like it's advances on Leslie or him kind of sliding back from that after being rejected. Right. Yeah, I could see that. So uh, Leslie's decision there is good for her. It's good for him. And it's it's a scene of growth, even though, you know, he immediately falls into the pit right afterwards and hurts himself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a little bit more with Ron in this episode. Uh, Ron is dating Tammy's sister, Beth, which I completely forgot about. Yeah. Um, I, do you remember if that's ever mentioned again? Nope. It's never mentioned again. They don't mention them breaking up or anything in season two. Nope. Yeah, that that was, that was odd. But I I liked Beth's just very simple. Tammy stinks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. Uh, I, I also noticed, and this has nothing to do with character development, but there are a bunch of quick shots of people dancing at Andy's concert and Ron is kind of doing his little side head bob thing that he does in the fight episode that became like an internet gif where he's bouncing <gasps> around. Yeah, Like he's not doing it to the same level, but he's kind of doing that. And yeah. it was funny to me. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, it, this is another episode where they were, you can sit, see, see that they're doing the uh, documentary thing again, where right. uh, especially when Anne and Andy are in the fight inside their house. Yeah. Uh, the camera's outside looking in and trying to get shots where they don't know it's there. Yeah. And Andy even notices the camera when he goes outside. So it's another case where they're being much more diegetic with the camera work than mm-hmm. they are in later episodes. Uh, yeah. Let's see. They're still doing a lot of the improv cuts uh, where they have Chris Pratt uh, just rattling off band names, a lot of mm-hmm. which are pretty funny. And uh, ultimately... You know, he does mention that they went back to Mouse Rat a couple times. And yeah, I guess. And then at the end, he goes back to Mouse. They go back to Right. Mouse, but... And I guess that was an ad lib, right? I read something earlier this week about how, yeah, his. Uh, screw it, we're Mouse Rat. It was just him ad libbing, and then they just stuck with that from That's the rest awesome. of the show. Uh, yeah. It was the best name. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Anything else with this one that you had in particular? Um, I don't know think so i did like uh the development with Anne, um and how when she found out that andy could have gotten her cast his casts off two weeks earlier yeah like i liked that because the whole like the whole season she was just andy's crutch yeah and yeah it's finally the last last straw you know right and i'm like i like the way that that developed Anne. I'm not sure I like the way that it developed Andy versus the way... And, and again, this is something just based on the way that the show continued. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of... Like, a lot of the season, Andy's character kind of matched with his characterization later, like, if you were in that situation. Yeah. Where he is, like, so immature 
that he would just kind of settle in and just goof off and stuff. And like, mm-hmm. if other people are helping him, he'd just go with it. But for him to actively like deceive somebody to just yeah, get them to guess, take care of him seems. Can, yeah, you're right. I can see that. Uh, I didn't. Even, I didn't really even think about it just because. I don't know, just because it's Andy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I guess that doesn't. That really doesn't match up with with who he is as a character for him to. Yeah. To have deceived and purposely taken yeah. advantage of her on that, and like the way that as soon as he calls her out to the pit, he just goes inside and eats chips and watches TV. It's just like, oh, he's he's like purposely avoiding anything, and he's just a really lazy guy. Yeah, and that's and yeah, that doesn't fit with who. Like it makes sense becomes. if you don't see any of that, given the rest how the rest of the season plays out, that he might just be like kind of a crappy boyfriend, <laughs> but. But yeah, like yeah. the character he becomes, it's it feels a little weird. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I I liked the little cast gag at the beginning where they open it up and there's just all the stuff on his leg that's accumulated, <gasps> yes. including like an iPod Nano. Yeah. <laughs> that's I that's kind of an early example of the show allowing for a silly like sight gag. Yeah. Like they're fine with that later in the show. It gets a lot, like. Like, all the citizens get a lot broader, and uh, there are a lot more ridiculous moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was kind of a really example of just, like, kind of going a little over the top just for the fun of it. Yeah. And, uh, but, yeah. That's, that's all I had written down on that one. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I noteworthy. I don't know. I don't think so. I think, I think we talked about everything that I had thought about. Yeah. So. All right, uh, that might be it for Parks and Recreations or episode breakdowns. How how do you feel about the season as a whole, having finished it all now? Um, having finished it all, I like where the characters are at. It was they're much more, uh, much more well prepared to become who they eventually become. I think by the end of it, you mean? Yeah, I would. So. I would agree. I still feel like towards the end, it's. It's still a, a kind of in a prototype phase where they're still figuring things out. They don't really know for sure, uh, right. like what the tone of the show is. Like they're getting closer, mm-hmm. but they're not really there. Uh, yeah, like I know one of the big things that uh, Mike Schur has said about the transition between seasons one and two was that they, uh, they did change the framework around it with like the town too, mm-hmm. so that the town is so absurd uh, that. Uh, and, like, the yes. people are so unreasonable that it makes Leslie more relatable in her position, where she's just trying to do good in this crazy situation. Uh, and yeah, it hasn't gotten there yet, I'm pretty sure. Like, the first episode of season two, which we haven't rewatched here anyway, right. uh, is the penguin marriage episode, where Leslie accidentally right. gay marries two penguins. And that's the introduction of the the two, or the the family couple or the, the family coalition coalition couple right yeah yeah so that that starts so. to really show how insane Pawnee can be and how exasperating it can be to try to make change in this town that resists any form of change at all yeah uh but yeah i i think it's an interesting this season to go back to but i also understand why people don't like it i yeah and i think it has a lot to do with just the the it, how negative it is versus where the show ultimately mm-hmm. goes. 
So if if you're were to talk to somebody who's going to watch Parks and Recreation or considering watching it, but they want to know where to start, would you tell them to watch season one or would you tell them to go right into season two? I would tell them to watch season one and then like like just <laughs> immediately go oh, just start season two. Like just don't don't take any time, don't get discouraged because <laughs> it gets better. Yeah, you know? I I feel like. If I were to just recommend what to watch on that, like if, for somebody who I really don't want them to like lose patience in it early on, I would say, all right, watch the pilot because it gives you sort of an introduction. Yeah. Watch maybe, is, was it the second episode that her mother was introduced? I think so. I'd say maybe watch the first two then, or her, the one with her mother, the pilot, and maybe episode six, since that that leads directly into where season two picks up. Yeah, and uh, that way, it, like even though episode five might be the best one of the first season, yeah. it's like that way I'm not wasting their time. <laughs> Go right yeah. into season two, and then you can just watch it all from that, and it's great. Yeah, I suppose it's only three hours of of I know. time, man. It it's like, not that much, but I mean, even if they like, <laughs> I feel like even if they watch, they started with season two. You got to see the first season just to know like how far it came yeah yeah like yeah. ideally i think people should watch the first season but it's it's one of those things where i know so many people who watched an episode or two parks and recreation and went no i'm not watching this i don't care if it gets better this is awful and right. i i don't think it's quite as bad as people make it out to be but it's definitely not the show that it becomes right yeah definitely not so Again, we're going to take a week off after this, and then yes. we're going to start a new show. Uh, we've got a list of some potential shows. I'll throw it up uh, on my website, uh, on SoundCloud, and probably on the Facebook page for Medium Mashup, too. Mm. Uh, the, one of the ones that we are considering is Lost, just yes. because Reba's never seen Lost. Uh, I um, That's well, not completely okay. true. I think I have seen the first season, I, but... All right. I don't remember it all because okay. I was in high school when it was. Yeah, happening. you. Yeah, you. Okay. Yeah. Well, that would be interesting then. Uh, Firefly, you have never seen. That's another one we're considering. Right. Uh, uh, we also were thinking about maybe doing like a Firefly Cowboy Bebop simultaneous thing since they're both really similar subject matter but very different shows. Reba hasn't right. seen either of those. I have not. So that would be me going through them knowing knowing what, well, I mean, neither of them go on past that, really, other than a movie each. Right. But it, There's a Cowboy Bebop movie? There's a Cowboy Bebop movie, but or an animated film, it, but it's kind of weird because it takes place before the finale. So oh. they went back and, like, did an extra story before it yeah. ended. But yeah, Firefly, obviously, has Serenity, which is a really good uh, action sci-fi movie. Yes, but I have seen yeah, so you have some information on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we well, so we either do Firefly or a combination. Combination might be tricky because it's just a lot to watch every week, especially if we're doing two episodes of Cowboy Bebop for every Firefly. Right. Um, but then we also have maybe Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Which, which I have not seen. <laughs> Reba's not excited about Buffy. <laughs> I think it's... I think it's a great show. I don't think maybe the first season is the best thing to get show someone to get them interested in Buffy. But uh, 
I just like making fun of you for watching Buffy. Ah, it's a classic. <laughs> uh, the first season of South Park, I think, would be interesting. I like South Park. I don't know how many episodes of the first season I have seen mm-hmm. because I had to sneak them. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I had like, uh, my dad worked with somebody who would record the episodes onto tape because we didn't get Comedy Central. Like Jones Intercable, our cable company that later was bought by Comcast, didn't carry Comedy Central. Yeah. So I didn't get, we didn't get it until like season three, I think. But like I'd see yeah. VHS recordings of these early episodes and it was this cool thing where it's like, yeah, you guys can come over and watch South Park. Because <laughs> none of us could see it otherwise. Wow. And this was before the internet was really, had really taken off. Like I remember when episodes of South Park first started showing up online that you could download, like just that people had put up. It was like crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, in like half an hour, I could download an episode of South Park and watch it. <laughs> and now it's like nothing like that. It's so yeah. easy. My mom did not like South Park, and she did not like a f- nine-year-old girl watching <laughs> South Park. So Yeah. Yeah, uh, I got to do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, you're a boy. Uh, let's see, some other ideas that we had for shows. Uh, the Office, either the UK or US version. Uh, Terriers, which is a great one-off show, uh, Community, uh, Mad Men, Breaking Bad, Arrested Development, Eastbound and Down. I would like you to see all of the first season of Eastbound and Down okay. because I I really like the arc of that season. Okay, I know you hate you hate <laughs> Kenny Powers as yes. a character so much that you are apprehensive about it. Yeah. But I really like the way that they take this character who's just awful and still somehow twist you around into rooting for him by the end. Uh. <laughs> uh, Game of Thrones, maybe. Uh, Deadwood, which neither of us have watched, but I own all yeah. of Deadwood, and that might be a good one to see. Uh, Spaced. Battlestar Galactica. I think that would be a really interesting one. That's one I haven't seen either. Yeah. Uh, it, and that one starts with a mini series, so we could do an episode on the mini series and oh, then start covering it cool. week to week. Yeah. Uh, Homeland has a really great first season that uh, a lot of people feel is like the only great season of that show, but uh-huh. is it? It's really good. Uh, Pete and Pete might be fun. Uh, home movies or Bob's Burgers, like your favorite show. Yes. <laughs> Uh, those are the ones I have on a list. I'll throw those up online. If you want to comment or vote on that, uh, you can influence our decision on it. Sure. But yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, anything else you have to say before we cut off? Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks a lot. We really pr- appreciate the support. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in a couple weeks then.